So yeah, getting this thing started, how would you describe what exactly it is that you do? You know, what is your dharma here? Yeah, um, interesting question because sort of the path that I've ended up on is has sort of led me to this this sort of um, pathless path place of you know it's n- not really doing anything you know cra- crazily so I, of course I have a meditation center um, you know creating films all this stuff is happening but yet you know the paradox or the, the sort of irony of it is it's all pointing to um to being you know to our true nature so so it's it seems like a lot of activity this whole awaken the world initiative and and um you know the create creation of all these different materials but but it's all pointing to um the being that is is ever present so mm-hmm. so when you, when you say you know what are you doing you know like the i that i truly am is just here just just being mm. but yet there's all this this activity of you know um uh worldly stuff happening so um so on on that level um you know retreats and um physical and and um online retreats which which are engaging in sadhana which which is you know the practices or or the the non-doing that leads to samadhi basically mm-hmm. 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 so the work of you is to lead others to this sense of samadhi the sense of no doership essentially yeah or or you know in in um you know Taoism they would say uh wu wei you know it's mm. it's or wei wu wei it's 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 doing not doing so it's it's not not escaping from you know the mind into a sort of witness that's transcending life but but rather um recognizing that that awareness is already inherent within everything so the so the samadhi state is is a state of um fully allowing the mind fully allowing the world to be exactly as it is you know so there is there there's happening but but there's no um sense you know the sense of i that is this little doer you know is is the question that you know how do we let go of that that little i that has these preferences you know wanting it's like you know if i believe that some of my doing is going to you know lead to happiness you know if i have to rearrange something in the matrix to to lead to happiness then you know that's that's the illusion or the delusion that that something has to be done so so there's there's like an effortless effort that that starts to um just naturally unfold when when we get that doer out of the way so Mm -hmm. if someone were to look at my life now it seems like there's a lot of lot happening you know there's movies music and you know things you know we're creating an uh self-inquiry app you know right now so there's a lot of things manifesting um but um you know the the difference now to to where i was you know say 25 years ago is that there there was this effortful um kind of doer that that would suffer if if it didn't get what it wanted in the external world yeah. um and to me that's what that's what this path is about it's about letting go sort of um 
slipping more into the stream of of what's happening and mm. and there's there's like a big mind that's that's sort of um orchestrating everything in the universe it's like this whole trip that we're on you know it's like this <laughs> river going in a certain direction yep. and it's like we're you know if we're in that little doer it's like we're in a boat you know trying to rearrange everything for our own purposes but yet we're still going down that river yeah and so so to me there's there's an aligning with life or an aligning with with the Tao that s starts to happen um yeah. when we get that little doer out of the way <laughs> that damn doer yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> aligning with the logos for sure yeah the mm. uh the metaphor of the river for sure i feel as though when one thinks they are the doer you almost go to the opposite um way of the river you know the opposite way of the stream you know ultimately yeah you are working your way down the stream you can't you can fight it all you want we're working our way down the stream of god you could say but um we do have the uh the presumed free will to resist it all we want and you're saying when we let go of the sense of doership the sense of trying to change up how the stream flows um when we let that go uh suffering is also let go and we find a little bit more ease and less resistance into the goings-on of life altogether yeah yeah because essentially you know our energy is that stream you know that yeah. aliveness the aliveness mm -hmm. within us so so that aliveness you know it, it can go into that little character you know with with its its preferences and its its craving and aversion um you know or it can be free um and and align with life and and we and that's the thing when we, we get our ourselves out of the way we, we really don't know how it's it's going to go because yeah. it's it's like a tuning to the the dance of life so mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting um, thing for the mind because the mind really becomes a don't know mind. It becomes a like a not knowing mind. You know when it when it lets go, it moves moves from like being being in the driver's seat to the the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. And 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 there, within the conditioned self, there's this sense of of wonder that starts to come as 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 it sort of accepts its position you know, as, as the passenger, um, and, and there's an ease as well, because, um, the little eye doesn't have to do it anymore. You know, <laughs> it's like a, a huge burden. You know, if I, if there, if, if I, this little eye has to, you know, complete some mission or some purpose or, you know, some awakening, you know, mm -hmm. that's the, you know, especially at the beginning of the path, you know, the little eye thinks I have to awaken, you know, this, I have to complete this this enlightenment process, and mm -hmm. and um, you know that little doer has to actually fail and give up and yeah. and, and move to the back seat, um, and and then you know once once it's not once the energy is not going into it as much, then life can be felt more and more. It's it's like the the prana or the the chi becomes free of those patterns, and then we can sort of attune more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And it sort of becomes an effortless living mm. through ultimate yeah, and surrender. It, and, it's, and it's effortless in, in the sense that, you know, 
like there's still the, this is the interesting thing there's still incredible like if you look at nature nature has this force within it you know so there's there's this um force within us to to like to move in certain directions so um but it's but it's like the force of nature itself that you know we never lose that you know and and actually that force comes more alive as as we um go further on the path so there there's this energy that that is alive um but it's not it's not effortful because the the little doer is is not the one doing it it's not it's not forced it's actually more like an aligning so so it's more like you know i i feel more like um you know if you if you look at uh you know little creatures in nature that that are working a lot you know like ants or or um spiders building a web or you know those sorts of things there's an incredible amount of energy like endless endless energy going into what they're doing but they don't suffer you know if you watch a uh, a spider um you know i had a an experience at one of my first vipassana retreats i was in a a room with a roommate and and i was watching this spider creating this web mm. uh, for quite a bit of the retreat and and the roommate kind of wiped out the web you know and and um the spider um just you know patiently just started rebuilding it and it, it was an incredible teaching you know mm-hmm. in that that moment to see there was there was no suffering there was you know the, it just it just does what it does yeah and and to me you know th- there's a a kind of falling into our our natural state where we're we're just doing what feels right you know yeah. it feels alive it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting it's like it's you know if you're a spider you're doing doing the thing that you're meant to be doing mm. amen to that well said mm. Yeah, meditating in and on nature is very powerful for sure. Very powerful because we are not separate from nature, but that is the delusion that we've been conditioned into that we are humans, we got our story and nature's out there. Mm-hmm. But no, we're not it's we are still that same organism if you even want to call it an organism. We are that same orchestra that we can see and hear and play. We are a part of that. So essentially the doer is our sense of separateness right like our sense of separateness not only from nature but from each other the universe the this this giant mind god you could say this doer creates suffering because it creates this illusion of separateness that we are not a part of this super organism and that is going against the flow and that is why we suffer essentially is because we're just living a lie it's a giant lie <laughs> yeah. right yeah 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 nature is such a beautiful mirror you know mm. for me it's it was um one of the things that became really apparent at early in my path was you know when i was very sick and my i had a very pathological mind and i i moved out of the city into a beautiful little spot closer to nature and i had this whole plan you know to get into nature by canoe get on the river and start this healing process and and nature you know i i did that i i got the canoe i got onto the river and and my mind was still pathological you know it was insane um you know this the the stress and the suffering was still there and and it was this perfect mirror you know the nature was showing me you know okay this this is not 
your environment, you know, it's not anything out there. It's you, you know, you, you are, you need to, you know, do something to, mm. to, you know, address what's going on inside the, the mind and body. And, mm. and it was a, it was a real wake up, you know, when I found the perfect setting, you know, all the, all the external was, was perfect. Yet I was still suffering mm -hmm. still, still out of sync. Mm. Sort of poetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, on that note, let me ask you this one. What do you think is this something that we have to do or maybe not do in order to align with this, this natural sense of capital S self, you know, mm -hmm. what, what are some modalities or where do we start maybe? Yeah. So to me, there, there, you know, there's okay. So the one, the one teacher that I've worked with, you know, he says there, there are sort of two paths. There's, there's the path of wisdom, you know, where we can, we can recognize, you know, how it works basically. Um, or there's the path of suffering. And, and so life itself will sort of teach us eventually by, by, you know, tossing us around and yeah. realizing us. So, so if we're, if we really want to know how it works, um, you know, to me, the, the sadhana or, or spiritual practice is, is um, finding those things, you know, putting them in place so that there's, there's an interrupt, first of all, in, in the pattern of me, you know, an interrupt in, within the self-structure. And, um, you know, within, within that space or opening, then there can be a recognition of our, our true nature. If mm -hmm. we can, if we can stop uh, doing and and um, turn our attention or or our you know become aware of awareness, however you want to say it, mm -hmm. um, recognizing that awareness that is is ever present. Mm -hmm. So um, so at, at the the center and in our online um, stuff that we make available, um, you know, there's certain things that I've found that will bring about those those conditions. And uh, so meditation, self-inquiry, um, for some people, entheogens, you know, um, can, these plant teachers can be um, very potent catalysts, mm -hmm. um, you know, yoga practices, all of this stuff, um, you know, all, all these things, um, you know, and anything that's conditioned where, where there's something I have to learn or, mm -hmm. or something I have to put in my body all of those things are I, I consider them like stepping stones so they're they're not you know they're not the awakening but but they're they're things that will sort of loosen the bonds within the self-structure mm -hmm. that that um create a situation where that awakening is is more likely to happen mm -hmm. and yeah. we, we get so many insights along the way um you know at just seeing how the mind works and the, the pathological nature of the mind. Um, so, you know, for me, um, self-inquiry is, is my favorite tool, um, doing, um, kind of dyad self-inquiry, um, where you're, you're working with a partner. Uh, it seems to be, um, like an accelerated form of meditation because you're, you're just really on the hook with someone you're, you're looking into their eyes and you're forced to be present. Um, and usually, for most people, all the conditioned patterns, you know, the samskaras start to come up to the surface very hmm. quickly. 
Um, would you actually, I'm kind of curious about that. Would you be able to get into that or is it hard to generalize? Is it more of like, a, sure. Yeah, okay. no, we could totally get into it. Cool. Yeah. So we, we could even do one if you want to do it. Um, Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the way it works, you know, the, the person who's witnessing, so there's a, there's a pertinent person who is doing the inquiry and person who's witnessing. Mm. So the witness, like if I do it for you, right now, um, as a witness, I would say, tell me who you are. And, and you, and when, when you receive that, um, you know, you really feel that I, I truly want to know the, uh. the truth of who you are. So you, you let that land in the deepest part of your being. And then, um, so there's, there's an intention to directly experience your true nature to uh. experience who you are. So, so that intention to directly experience is directly is not via the mind. Mm -hmm. So, so the mind doesn't have to figure it out or, or do anything. It's just like an intention to have a direct experience. And then, um, and then you just report whatever comes up within the self structure as a result of that inquiry. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's sort of a clearing process. So, so if I, if I say, tell me who you are, you know, you, you have that intention to, to really directly experience, you know, and then you just see what moves in the mind and body. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so it could be, you know, anything coming up, an emotion, a thought, feelings, you know, um, and, and you just, you just share that with the partner. Mm. And, and then, um, you know, by sharing it, you know, like the unconscious is just made of all these, incomplete communications and experiences so by sharing it um there's sort of an unburdening or a freeing of that inner energy yeah um, like an unblocking of that energy so mm -hmm. so very quickly um you know we when we do these um um retreats like the, it's it's creating conditions of no escape for the ego so mm -hmm. so we'll do this process for hours and hours continuously with very little break. And, and even in the breaks, you're, you're encouraged to continue to inquire into who you are. And it's, it's that continuity, um, you know, continuous practice that um, eventually the energy becomes free and, and um, that, that flip can, mm. can happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds very powerful. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Do you, do you want to try it? Uh, yeah. Let me just yeah, say okay. uh, one thing before uh, before we get yeah. into it. I'm definitely interested. It's because usually self-inquiry from how I've heard it described, it's like just you. You ask the questions to you. Yeah. So when you mm -hmm. like almost offshoot that to somebody else to ask the question, I feel as though that can create a very fascinating and powerful dynamic that I've never really thought of. So yeah, I almost feel like yeah. I do that anyway in these talks for the most part. It's not, it's not really yeah. like the intention, but I could see how intentionally going in with somebody very thoroughly and earnestly can create a very transformative and transcending experiences but mm -hmm. yeah let's um let's get a little yeah. sample going on here now if you, if yeah like. awesome <laughs> yeah yeah a talk like this is very much like that mm -hmm. and you know at, at the retreats really when i'm when i'm speaking to people it is like an inquiry really mm -hmm. you know, that's what the whole retreat is it's mm -hmm. sort of yeah Okay, so yeah, so so the the way it works, I I just sort of connect to my intention to want to know who you are, and then I'll I'll deliver the imperative. You can take as much time then to just sort of 
um, you know, go inward or, or um, let it land, you know, that, um, you know, intention to directly experience. And then, yeah, just report whatever comes up. Okay. And, and we keep our eyes connected through this oh, process. Okay. <laughs> Tell me who you are. I don't know. I don't know. Any words will fall short. I know my eyes do stray naturally. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I feel it's not even a who, you know, Dan. It's not a who. It's not a what, it's not a where, it's just a formless awareness. It's uh, truly beyond words. I think, I think that's the biggest question of them all. You know, that's the biggest unanswerable question of them all. Who are you? That's really why I got started on the whole path. Who am I? What is all of this? And um, yeah, 200 episodes later, I still can't answer that question because I don't think it's truly answerable in a logical form it's just uh something to be subjectively experienced and experienced and unfolded as time goes on and it never ends it never like i never reach a point right where i go ah that's who i am <laughs> it's not a point like oh i can tell you exactly what i am in some kind of sentence structure mm -hmm. truly it's just the immediate felt presence of the moment and that's mm -hmm. it Thank Shall you. I turn that back on you? Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> sure. So, so um, just for those who, who are listening, you know, for the process itself, um, yeah, like it, it, that is absolutely true. Like logically, we'll never, we'll never get an answer. You know, there's no, there's no answer on the level of mind that will satisfy. Yeah. Um, so when we engage in this process, um, eventually the mind will give up. Like you can imagine, imagine doing this for days, you know, with a partner, you know, so, so at the, at the I beginning, would just go home and make, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's incredible. So, so very quickly, yeah, we, we come to a point where you did instantly where you, like, you, you know, the answer is not on the level of the mind, you know? So, so then what happens in this process is it starts to get interesting. You know, the mind, kind of gives up um, some for some people the mind gets very frustrated like this mm. is stupid or you know there or or there can be um, like a confusion that arises within the self structure it's like yeah. hey, what is what is this actually getting at if it's not on the level of mind you know what what is it that that this is pointing to and so so sometimes you know the the in, imperative will be delivered and and there's just a feeling like in the body like there's like a something that happens energetically a little movement or there, there can be these different things that that start to unfold for different people and there there's a um you know the more the mind is sort of um giving up or quite quite often um the the thing that happens is the mind gets exhausted you know, if you do this from from like 6 a.m till 11 at night mm. by by about 10 at night people's minds are just like a pile of goo, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so the, so the, the mind has completely given up and that's when things start to get really interesting where this, the sense of I actually can flip out of the self structure 
and and there so it's not that you get an answer on the level of mind but but the true i wakes up to itself mm-hmm. so so there there's a there is an answer it's it's you like you are the answer so <laughs> there, that that flip can happen and mm. and you you touched on another thing of, of awareness like it's just just the awareness that is here and so like quite often i i don't know your history but i suspect you you've had awakenings and or um you know kensho type experiences so you know you know you've seen the truth that mm-hmm. that 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 presence or that awareness is it so mm-hmm. so this you know for people who've already had a um you, you know an awakening experience or a kensho um then this this becomes a clearing process so it's literally just clearing the mind you know whatever comes up within the mind and body and it's a beautiful way to clear the samskaras and um you know emotional blocks or mm-hmm. people have traumas anything like that um it's just a way to to um sort of stabilize in in you know the the awakened state mhm yeah and, and yeah to speak and to speak from that place as well it's amazing to me it's it's like the bridge between like the cushion and life you know mm-hmm. to be able to speak to someone from from that place mhm mhm truly mm-hmm. yeah do you feel as though that is almost the second stage of the path if you really want to oversimplify it the first step this is an oversimplification just throwing that mm-hmm. out there the first step is kind of getting the satori moment the kensho as you call it the samadhi you know just kind of like getting a taste a glimpse into our sense of no self um and then the second step is more so of the stabilization of that and the integration of that into the personality of Gary or Dan or whoever is listening mm-hmm. and being able to function at that wavelength uh ideally at all times of our life and that's the work yeah i think i think that is it and i think like for some people um like for myself um it's interesting because there there are there are different sort of somatics or or different different sort of things that can happen to different people so so for me what happened early on was i had like a savakalpa samadhi which was it was not finding out who i am it was more like a peak experience of union and mm-hmm. bliss and um being connected to the universe and if that happens to somebody early on in their path usually what happens is there's there's like a seeker that's born out of that because they 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 mm-hmm. want that back so that seeker um is that it can be very problematic quite often that seeker can go on for for a lifetime and and um so so if that um like a savakalpa samadhi if that happens first before finding out who you are um it can take you way down on, on a path of of seeking and sort of a, a spiritual path where mm-hmm. where um you know you explore everything and and try you know, because people are trying to get back to that state um but your true nature is not a state your true nature is is ever present it just is is what it is it's just awareness itself so yep. um so so i think you know for me what what i love to see is um you know when people come to retreats um it's great if if they'll have an awakening to their true nature first you know mm. before before um having these these peak 
sort of direct experiences or human experiences, because um, those those will unfold the more we're sort of abiding as that awareness, we start to have these more and more direct experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but if we have those experiences first, then we, we it's very, very tricky to not seek them if we if we don't recognize the, the awareness that is ever present. Yeah. So yeah, and then so the the stabilizing then I think be, becomes um, seeing how that whole process works. You know, so I'm not I'm not seeking a state or trying to get back any experience, but I just recognize that awareness that is ever present, and then that that becomes my practice. Just just recognizing or or just just being essentially mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it. There's no, there's nothing to do once we know who we are. Then even meditation is just just being who yes. we are. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing to do. <laughs> Life there, becomes there, the meditation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it, whatever's arising, you know. Then we we start to investigate the same way we would in a, a doing a self inquiry diet or on the cushion. You know, there's phenomena arising. There's you know maybe a contraction within the self structure. So we we see that we recognize you know that that's happening, but we know who we are. So we're we know who is is experiencing that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's powerful stuff it's powerful mm. stuff oh wow this is a great talk um mm. yeah spiritual ego that can be a very pesky trap that's for sure and i'm pretty sure i'm guilty of falling into it at one point spiritual oh, yeah. ego <laughs> yeah me too it was a, it's a big thing and to me it's a it's an ongoing um humbling of, yeah. of the, the self-structure. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been through many, many incarnations of the Dan character. And, <laughs> yeah, I feel you know, that. At, at the uh -huh. beginning, um, you know, I really, like, especially after having, like, a peak experience, you know, there was a part of the Dan structure that really thought it was special in some way and, and, and um, you know, really um, latched on to, to that experience and and just started learning everything mm. about, you know, spirituality and awakening and samadhi, and and um, it, it got quite annoying for for people around me. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, that's part of the spiritual ego package too. Is the sort of uh, uh, evangelicalizing? I think that's a word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even be, becoming an evangelical with it, trying to you know bring people to the other side. You know, trying to bring them to the promised yeah. land. Tell them the good news, yeah. but it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's really very prominent. It's something I've really noticed with people, everyone who you know at at a retreat, some someone will have a glimpse of their their true nature, and before they know it, they're they're like writing in a journal, planning a book, and yeah, and then you know they're they're ready to go on tour and you know just <laughs> yeah. start telling the world about it, and yeah, and it's like the mind will find these ways to appropriate it. Mm -hmm. you know almost immediately um you know just at the first glimpse sometimes for some people so yeah, yeah it's, the, the mind is just tenacious and um yeah it's i i think the the biggest thing you know the the spiritual ego and um spiritual bypassing is is, is part of that as well where mm. you know, 
it's like we'll we'll have an awakening, but there's um, in order to stabilize it, there may be all of this um, work that has to happen. You know, stuff in the unconscious that still needs to be faced and 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 brought up, and and um, you know, fears that have to be moved through, and and all of that. And there's there's this deep rewiring, you know, um, bringing consciousness into the somatic field and. Um, so there, there's these, it's like two dimensions that we're working in where uh, on one hand, um, you know, Ken Wilber says it's about waking up and growing up, you know, so, so the waking up is realizing we're not this conditioned self, you know, and the, the growing up is, is evolving the conditioned self mm. so that it, it becomes this um, better container, I guess, so that awareness can sort of shine through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's well said. I never heard that one before. I like that mm-hmm. though. Mm. So let me ask you this one. How does the container seem to change? Because there is seemingly a different will that comes about within the container, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there some kind of correlation between all of our containers that we're working toward in our change, in our growing up process? Like where is this all going, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I love... um. Aldous Huxley um, had had this term. Um, he actually wrote a book called the the Perennial Philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so my my feeling is there's there there's something you know everybody has a sort of unique um, I guess expression of of who and what they are. You know there, there's a uniqueness or, or unique individuation of the soul mm-hmm. in everyone, but yet each human being is going through this sort of evolutionary journey and that that evolutionary journey has certain sort of markers you know the, the same way like an, an oak tree you know growing from an acorn it, it's always going to grow into something that resembles an oak tree you know so and a human being is is the same it's mm. there, there's a certain evolution happening within a human being so it's going to go through these cer- certain stages of, of development. So yeah. to me, that that um, perennial teaching is, um, you know, when you look at the different religions they or spiritual traditions, some of them um, tap into this in different ways. Some of them have a have a very complete map of of that perennial teaching. Some of them just tap into um, little parts of that evolutionary process. So, um, so to me, I, I see that as, um, you know, moving from sort of an, an egoic entity on, on one end of the spectrum, you know, to a, a sort of lightening up or enlightening, um, you know, activating, growing um, the, the inner lotus. So um, the chakras are part of this, you know, moving from the, the root chakra to the crown chakra. There's this energetic unfolding. And, and the inner energy becomes um, more and more subtle at, at each point. And, and at, each, at each sort of developmental stage, we, we get to explore different facets of life mm-hmm. as well. So it's, it's our, it, it is our life. It's our whole, it's the whole human journey. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we move through these stages, um, there are, um, different things that start to come online within the self-structure as well. So, um, you know, activating the, the third eye, um, you know, the, the inner wiring, 
and, and um, just having a capacity to experience different facets of the matrix and mm-hmm. um, and and with each which each level there are different new possibilities for attachment as well yeah, yeah. You know, so if i if i if one of my intuition centers comes online and i re- really start you know getting super interested in that then that can s- sort of stall out the um evolutionary process until um until i've recognized that or made it conscious and mm-hmm. then the, the energy can continue on its its journey interesting but essentially it comes down to from your description a flourishing of the soul's experience like as we elevate the consciousness there seems to be an ever-increasing novelty that comes with that evolution mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i like that yeah 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 i got um, the imagery that when you were speaking of the oak tree like a seed being planted in us like our soul is the seed within the body and it's growing through us and we're mm-hmm. flourishing metamorphosizing into something else who knows what or where I feel mm-hmm. it though. I feel there is something kind of growing within my being. And it, mm-hmm. and it comes down to just experience, you know, experiencing more than just the pleasures and aversions of the body, just more than just the animal, it seems to me. Like where we're going is evolving more into this novel, almost movie-like experience or video game. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite, it's quite wonderful to have that. Like, intuitive like um sense of where the future is going it's quite wonderful but yeah mm-hmm. it was a good description from you man i i, mm-hmm. I feel that totally awesome yeah. i love the in, in um some of the the ancient uh vedic traditions they they talk about these these sheaths of the soul mm. and you know in our our world right now we're really just existing most of humanity is is existing on the mental and physical yeah. sheaths. rather shallow Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so when we awaken that energy, there's a whole energetic experience. There's a higher mind experience. You know, when we go to sleep at night, um, the quality of, of experience, like the dreaming, you know, there's a possibility of going into these these um, other realms, astral realms, or whatever you want to call them, but just j- different possibilities for experience and. and um, yeah, so there's to me, it's it's like we're in, you know, uh, humanity is in like the early stages of a video game where they're mm-hmm. they're just exploring like level one and two, you yeah. know. But there's there's these there's all these other levels that could be explored. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it's all about the experience, right? You know, people like to ask the most cliche question: What's the meaning of life? Right? Why am I here? Who am I? But it really comes down to it. It's just about the experience, you know? It's like art for art's sake. You're just supposed to have a good time. Contrary to popular belief, you're supposed to enjoy this experience. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like the journey, the path is the path to that, right? It's the path to actually having a good experience. Put it simply. Yeah, man. Yeah, Alan Watts, um, there's a talk I love where he says it's, it's kind of like a musical thing. You know, so you, you don't ask, you know, what's the purpose of the song, you know, yeah, you just of, listen. Of a piece of music. It's not mm-hmm. it's not to, you know, get to the end or something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the purpose is is the music itself. You know, yeah. it's, it, it is the purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the music of life is the purpose. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's learning to dance 
we're, we're kind of groove with what's happening. You exactly. know, like that. Yeah. It's a dance of life for sure. Yeah. It's a cliche. We've all heard it before. I'm pretty sure we've all heard it. The journey is the destination, right? That is a cliche at this point, but it is, that's the truth, man. It, it, yeah. it seems like as I go further along this path, the cliches become truer and truer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and it, there is something unfolding as well. There is, you know, I, I think there's, there's a, there are flowerings of a human life. You know, there, there are times where you know, the self structure is in full bloom, you know, mm. and, but, but any, every point on that journey, awareness is there, you know, and, exactly. and you can be fully awake, fully embraced, you know, whatever, whatever's happening within the self structure, mm. you know, the most mundane, um, if we're fully awake, the most mundane phenomena is, is just incredible. It's, it's yeah. beyond, beyond words. Beyond and words, we can have a, a direct experience. Yeah, it's quite miraculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel as though in that miracle also is a transcendent of your bodily death, like of your bodily demise? Like there's something that I know Gary's going to go away, Dan's going to go away, but there's something, and not even a thing, that transcends that life and death duality, right? And that is yeah. the miracle. That's really what holds us all back is the fear of dying, the fear of the sense of lowercase s self going away and dying. Mm -hmm. But there's something yeah. that is just beyond that. It's, it's hard yeah. to pinpoint, hard to describe, but if you know, yeah. you know. Yeah, impossible. But we can only we can only directly come into contact with that. And, mm. and it, that's that's the... You know, I, I sometimes call it the primordial awareness that is always mm. here. Mm -hmm. And my experience, my first real getting of that, of, of what this is all about, you know, is was at a Zen center where I had an, an experience. And, and the words are totally wrong with this, because if, if I say I had an experience, I don't mean the Dan character had an experience, but... Um, but what happened was um, there, there was an awakening, you know, on the cushion. But then that night, mind and body dropped off completely. So, so normally when that happens, you just go into deep sleep, you know, and there's, there's nothing. But there was, there was a continuity mm. that, that was there. It was like I, the sense of I didn't go anywhere. It was like I was there. But, but it wasn't me in any sense of... of you know, a character or a being, or, you know, there was no witness or being witnessed, but yet there was something which you can't say what that is. Mm -hmm. And, and to me that, you know, that awakening on that, that kind of causal level, it's clear proof that, you know, if there's no phenomena, you know, there's no, no phenomena, mind and body are gone yet. I, there's a sense that I am, I still am. So, so when that, happened for for me uh, you know it was a game changer it was like mm. holy crap like yeah. this is this is real like this is this is you know we we are whatever this primordial awareness is it is just it's playing in this matrix in all these different forms mm -hmm. and but this this whole matrix can disappear and yet yet this this awareness is still there Mm. And it's it's not an awareness of it's not part of that duality it's, it's something 
much, you know, I, I, you can't even say ancient. It's beyond time. Yeah, it's just, exactly. I, you know, absolutely yeah. ineffable what yeah. that is. In, in the heart, the heart sutra in Buddhism, he, he says, you know, gate, gate, paragate. It's like gone, gone, far beyond, absolutely beyond, you know, that, that awakening gone. heart is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's powerful stuff. You gotta die before you die, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and and you you realize you were you were never born in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. That's the crazy part. That's that, the joke. That's the joke. It's yeah. That that awareness was was never, you know, was never born. It was never in prison. It never needed to be liberated. It it just is what it is. It's just sort of here for this show for the show yeah. exactly yeah. and that's the yeah. thing too right is once you realize that the show goes on still i mean in the show yeah. even that i think the show becomes even more beautiful the divine play of leela i don't know it's just it's just it becomes yeah. a little different you get to like take part in the show per se it's just different man the show always goes on that's the thing the show never yeah. stops so it just becomes even better when you when you recognize that <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny to say when you recognize you don't exist but it's not even it's, it's beyond that i don't know it's like it's beyond even the, just a label you don't exist or there's no self it's when you have this sort of recognition it just makes everything a lot more beautiful even even the sucky parts of life too there's a silver lining in everything that's what i've come to find silver lining in every duality in, in all darkness there is still that little glimmer of light in this sort of realization i've come to find um I'm not saying i'm perfect and i see it all the time you know i'm not an enlightened being but i think that is the path to uh, enlightenment or where it leads to, if I could sort of describe it, it's being able to see the light in all of the seeming illusion of darkness that we find ourselves in, see the light in all of Maya. I think that's really what it leads to. So that one can truly play, right? you know, yeah. play. If you don't become like children, then you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus said. So mm -hmm. I really think that's what it's about and where it's leading us towards, to be able to play, play our part. In the divine um, orchestra, the divine show of Leela. Yeah. yeah. Nicely said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. To me, Thanks. to me, that's it. You know, if we don't know that it's a, a play and a show, you know, and we're taking it seriously, then mm. there's suffering, you know. And yeah. But but once we know that that it is a play, we're free. Yeah, we're free, and and it doesn't mean we don't get get hooked sometimes you know yeah. I, I still get hooked mm -hmm. you know if the if the matrix has strong enough charge you know it, it can hook unless unless you're like you know those great masters like like ramana maharshi or or jesus or you yeah. know like those were the guys you, you couldn't hook them you know? <laughs> but, so, so yeah you know that's that's like one end of the spectrum where you know you could you could nail them to a cross or whatever yeah. and they're not gonna um you're still budge. still mm -hmm. emanating love and compassion and everything so mm -hmm. yeah so but that's it to me that that's what this path is about is um the sadhana that we're doing makes us more kind of resilient you know makes mm -hmm. the the self-structure able to sort of drop and surrender um more and more in, in increasingly difficult situations mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know so if i look back 25 years ago um, I had I had very little capacity to not react back then, but but now it it takes a greater charge um, for me to become identified with yeah. who 
whatever's happening. And I think that's just the measure of mm -hmm. the work that we do. Amen to that. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what all of these, uh, the, the perennial philosophy is leading us to that. It's all, all religions, all belief systems, all forms that Dharma takes is leading us to that essence that the saints embody. It's that uh, a letting go of the seeming attachment to the phenomena of the body and being able to follow some kind of divine will and play with that. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. I think that's really what it comes down to. I like to say the truth is one and the wise call it by many names. And, you know, there's, there's countless names, countless narratives, mm -hmm. and countless, um, countless pointers, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and luckily we do live in a time, right? The, the time that we're in where we have, yes, the matrix is very dense for sure. <laughs> There's endless hooks, but we also yeah. do, thankfully, the silver lining to that is we live in a time where there are examples such as Jesus and Ramana Maharshi and many, many other sages that you can see and, and, and take as an example for your own life. See how they lived and turn that and transmutate their words and their living into your sort of living. And uh, yeah, it's wonderful that we can have that, you know, it's, it's really wonderful and wonderful too. also the stuff that you make, because, uh, you know, that's, I, I, I meant to get into this a little earlier, but your work is also very, very valuable. And I think reaching a lot of people, it reached me and it affected me. So um, yeah, I thank you for that. I thank you for creating and aiding the Dharma in that way. You know, the, the power of film, it's very powerful, the power of video. It's uh, wonderful to be able to have that at our disposal to not only view video, but also create through it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's an amazing time. And, and to be able to reach people mm -hmm. through, through the internet, you know, things like YouTube, it's incredible. Yeah. When I, when I created Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds, I, I literally had no idea, you know, how to reach people or anything. I just created this little YouTube channel and it just happen you know i had yeah. no no marketing skills or any anything and and yeah so it's an interesting time where we can put things out there and it, it's almost like if if they're meant to spread and and take off they they will they are like yeah. little little seeds and um so the, the possibilities are amazing right For now sure. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it really is wonderful mm. <sighs> Yeah, it's wonderful to be able to come on here and talk to you as well. Talk to you and others. It's so cool. We, we take it for granted, right? Because it's literally in our pockets at all times now. Yeah. You know, all this stuff is a click away. But when you really sit down and think about it, all of the Dharma that we have at our disposal, the fact that we even know the path is a thing, the, that we have the capacity to see outside of the illusion of the self-structure, that's a miracle in itself. You know, we're not completely in the darkness. You know, the matrix doesn't have a complete hold over us. So it is, it is a miracle to be alive yeah. during this time. If we have multiple lives, this one's very special. That's what I like yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it does back to that river analogy. It feels like we're, we're hitting like a very fast sort of part of the river mm -hmm. and, and there is an acceleration happening yeah. right now for sure. Yeah, definitely. And on both both ends of the spectrum, the the suffering and the, mm. the mad, madness of the matrix, um, it it almost feels like like a um, 
we're going into like a, a dark night of the soul collectively yeah where if you think about the the samskaras that have to come up we're starting to see all the distasteful things that were hidden in the shadows you know of all our institutions and structures and and um, the things that sort of make up the world and mm-hmm. it's all being brought to the light right now so mm-hmm. so if we if we focus just on that negative it seems like you know it's pretty chaotic and crazy but but if you look at it from that sort of purification perspective where these yeah. things have to be seen they have to be brought out into the light and made conscious then um it's it is actually a time of awakening and mm-hmm. it's it's um it's like the two kind of go together i agree it's a harmony through conflict mm-hmm. how we learn mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> yeah ultimately i think it's for the better i think we're moving toward a better world i really do think so it's um i feel it at least um and i i don't know that's that's all you need is when you feel it just the the sort of a uh just some kind of resonance that knows that this is this is it even in the even in the so-called shitty aspects of life and the darkness it's all for some kind of reason some kind of greater order that goes beyond words you Mm -hmm. know goes beyond me goes beyond you but there's something there's something going on <laughs> there's something going on man i don't know what it is where it's yeah. going but i think it's to a better place uh, we shall see yeah. maybe i'm a little yeah. idealistic but we shall see um i think the yeah. the awakened um world you know is like when when we awaken each individually then it 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 really is um you know it's it's such a paradox where we you know people sometimes think like awakening is like there's this little me that will awaken out of the world you know and mm. like the world is asleep but i'm going to be awake yeah but but this the the reality is this flip where when 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 awakening happens it's like we see the one source playing in in this this game so so the world is awake the, the world is that one source it's the, the awareness is awake um always it's just always there um so so by awakening myself you know literally the the world is is perfect as it is there mm-hmm. there's no problem you know it's like like in buddhism they say the the world of samsara and the world of nirvana are the same world yeah there's, there's no no difference there mm-hmm. it's just you know if i'm in in conflict with the world yeah. then there's suffering there's that's samsara and, yeah. and the endless cycles of suffering so, yep. that's mm-hmm. it that's it man mm-hmm. light dark life death samsara nirvana yin yang mm-hmm. it's all perfect it's all mm-hmm. different sides of the coin <laughs> mm-hmm. two different sides of the same coin <sighs> it's all perfect I think we can probably start to wrap it up at that note. You know, we can go on and on about this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think it's all perfect is a perfect way to <laughs> right? wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? You want to just keep it at that? Yeah, no, that's, that, that was amazing. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if your viewers are, are interested in, um, uh, you know, I, we one thing that is kind of new on Awaken the World is we put together this online course that people can do. Uh, it's like a seven day intensive satana 
where you, you can just build your own retreat um, in your in your home. We, there's all kinds of teachings and pointers and um, breath work and and sound meditation, all kinds of stuff to kind of support your your journey. Um, so um, that's that's available if people want to um, connect. And um, to me, you know, what, what I love, you know, talking about it is one thing, but but I love to kind of walk people through the actual mm-hmm. experience, you know, creating those conditions of no escape so that they can yeah. have direct experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facilitating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll put everything down in the description um, for anyone to check out, but I appreciate you coming on here. Dan, this was an awesome talk. You are a very wise individual. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your time, effort, and wisdom with me and anybody that listens in the future. So please keep doing your thing. Um, That's it, man. Keep on keeping on. I wish you all the best. Awesome. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Peace and love to you and peace and love to anybody that listened. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.